welcome to the Modern Mamas podcast. We are two modern mamas with a goal to inspire empowerment, self-love, deep physical and spiritual nourishment, holistic health, and joy, no matter your journey, gender, or perspective. I'm Laura of Radical Roots. I'm a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, and mama to Evie Wilder. And I'm Jess of Hold the Space Wellness. I'm a level one CrossFit trainer, a licensed and certified athletic trainer with a master's in kinesiology, and mama to Bear and Kindle. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We are so happy you're here. Hey guys, Jess and Laura here today. We are so excited. It has been a hot second since we got to record together. And so I'm just loving staring at your face. No, I've missed you. It's like we check in on Marco Polo throughout the week, but even that's been less. We've just been yeah. busy. So it's it's so nice to see your face and I'm so excited to record this episode and I've talked to some some listeners and they're like ready for an episode with you and I and so it's all good. Whereas like this a few days ago I sat with a glass of wine and recorded a whole episode by myself. It's weird talking to yourself, right? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of loved it because I could just kind of ramble and I, sometimes I need that, but nothing beats face to face with you. So I'm really excited about this. Hey, you can ramble to me anytime (laughs) you want to. (laughs) Yes, that's, this is true. But now doing a solo episode, you have the choice of whether you want to listen or not. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Um, so like we said, it's been a hot second since we recorded together, but today's episode is going to be super fun. Um, spoiler alert, it's going to be out about modern working mamas and specifically more about our experiences, um, personally, how we quote unquote balance it. Um, and you know, we're just going to answer some listener questions and then get real, you know, I mean, we're always real on here, but we'll get real. I get questions about this on, on literally like probably at least four or five or more a week. Mm -hmm. So I think this is an episode that you guys have been wanting to hear and I'm excited to share our experiences, but like Jess said, these are our experiences. So this is how we make it work and what we've learned as we've gone. And I'm only like less than eight months in, but we're figuring out our flow. So we will dive into that. But first, what are your updates? So I actually have things to talk about today. Um, (laughs) I was thinking about all the things I've been, I've gotten a chance, excuse me, sorry, bug in my throat. Um, just, and just throwing this out here, guys, like we don't make money from like the podcast and, or really like from, I'm speaking from my personal experience, like from the blog or anything like that. Um, but one cool thing that we do get to do is try a lot of like really neat stuff. Um, and I would consider that a really big perk of what we do. And then we get to try it for you guys and share the things that we like that have worked for us as a family, as a, you know, personally. And so I've just been thinking about all the really cool things I've gotten to try lately. So I wanted to share that with you guys. Um, and some things are just what's going on in our world, but let's see. I'm start. we started a new show. Um, you know that we are big, like Netflix people. We started this show called dark. Have you heard of it? Are you on mute? I have not. No. Okay. Um, it's we, scary. I've been watching very little. So basically I'm not a TV person. Yeah. So, and Rusty's been traveling a lot. And so I haven't, and then we were traveling at the hotel. I haven't watched TV in probably well over a week. Have you been caught up with this is us at all? <laughs> yes. That's the one thing I, oh. I was watching when she's gone and then, and then I caught up and now Did I'm you watching. Cry? Are you a crier? I, I'm, I cry much more easily when I'm happy than sad, which is weird. Um, and they, it was just such a long time coming mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, that's how it happened. Yeah. Versus like, what? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like shocking. I think the, ne- the next one will be a little more intense because I imagine because we get to see, I, I don't know how, maybe I'm less far. All I know is the crock pot. Oops. You, did you see the actual? No. Like, so okay. I think that's okay. the one I, that, that one will get me. No okay. doubt. Okay. Sorry if I spoiled for anyone. I mean, everyone knows if you've been yeah. watching the show at all, you know, he he dies. Yeah. So that's not and really that's, I think, So I think the yeah. next one will probably get me, get me all the feels. Yeah. Anyways, proceed. Dark. Yes. So dark, it's a German show. <clears throat> so on Netflix, it's like dubbed over and we watch it with subtitles because we have kids and like, we can't have the TV loud. And so it's really odd. Like you have to get over the like subtitles not matching and like the translation of German to English is, it doesn't always 
match up. Excuse me. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> Cannot talk today. Um, but it's really scary. It's like stranger things ish kind of. So think that. So it's my sister's boyfriend is German. Okay. They're actually over there for five months right now. Oh, cool. And I forgot they were talking about the show and how wonderful it is. So now I'm like extra interested in trying it out. Yeah. It's really good so far. We're in like episode four and it's, it's got us hooked. So watching that, if you've been following along, on, oh my God, words are so hard today. If you've been following along on Instagram, you know that I've been posting my mug, like all of my mug creations, which those are old recipes. And I think I just have, I don't know, when I posted them, there wasn't a lot of, I, I have new followers. And so basically like the internet is like exploding with joy at my mug creations. So I'm so happy that people are digging those. Um, we, Laura and I have gotten the chance to try some amazing chocolate. If you guys haven't heard of Pure 7, holy cow. You've tried it before, right, Laura? Oh, yeah, it's good. Ugh. And and even Tim, like, we were eating some the other day, and he's like, what is – it's something, like, it's just completely, like, the texture is smoother. The flavor is just, like, more pure. I don't – pure, I guess. There you go. Um, but it's just incredible chocolate. And, Laura, I know you're, like, really passionate about, like, where your chocolate come from and sourcing and all that stuff. And yeah, I mean, it's a, that's a social justice issue. Chocolate yeah. is people don't really realize that, but it, it really is. And these guys are doing it right. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's a, like a small, I mean, it's a small company. Um, Julie, who kind of like runs the ship over there, she's a mama and they're just doing great things. So if you haven't tried it, I definitely recommend that they have so many good flavors. Um, trying to, I'll try and maybe I'll cut off some of these things, but, um, been loving some, so Laura and I are both beauty counter consultants, but I, I know you were talking about it today, but I've been trying the new counter match line and I was skeptical because I'm like, okay, what's so great about this? And I am very frugal and I already have like products that I love with beauty counter, but I was like, yeah, I'm going to try it because everyone's like losing their mind over it. So I've actually noticed a big difference. Um, I noticed that I don't have to use my face oil a lot with the counter match collection just because I feel moisturized with just the products through that. Um, so that's been cool. I also got the nude palette, which I'm like totally late to the game. Do you have that palette? Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those things. I'm not a huge makeup person, but it looked kind of fun. And so I started trying it and it's, it's been fun. I am not good at makeup. Um, but it's, it's a really pretty, um, palette. So loving that. Um, and then I'll cut it short with the last thing I've been loving is generation mindful. So we had a recent episode with Michelle Carlson about um, becoming a connected parent, and she does hand-in-hand -hand parenting. Um, and this I found through a different friend, was just had posted about it on Facebook. But it's basically um, an online parenting kind of workshop, but it's the same basic principles. Her big thing is, you know, nurturing connection and mindfulness, like creating a mindful generation with our kids. Um, and teaching them how, what feelings are, how to process them, how to recognize them. And she has a bunch of like really age appropriate games. She has obviously the parenting workshop, but I am loving it so far. So I definitely want to share it and I'll share more as we work through it. Um, but it's definitely helped us, um, even just implementing some of the things that she's um, talked about in the first couple classes that we've taken has made a huge difference. So that's my updates. That was a Sweet. little long. <laughs> <laughs> you had a lot this week. I did. Um, we just got back from San Diego. We were there. So Rusty flew out last Thursday. No, I guess like super three o'clock in the morning on Friday and went to Canada to teach a CrossFit Kids seminar. And then um, I was solo all weekend until all the way through Monday. We flew, Evie and I flew out solo um, to San Diego on Friday evening and he met us there and I had a work trip. So then I had two days of meetings with uh, my CrossFit team and Rusty was there to help with Evie. And it's just so cool to work for a company that's so supportive and that um, they made sure the hotel had a crib ready for us and they rented a car seat with the car and she was very much included and Rusty too. Like we had a nice, a beautiful dinner on Tuesday night and they got to come and it was just, it was really awesome. And also the trip was great for me because my kids are just a really good traveler and that means a lot to me because Rusty and I love to travel. We love to be on the road. We love to be on the move. We love knowing that she can move in and out of her routine and rhythm. Um, 
comfortably. And she hasn't had a lot of like needing to cry post travel. And she slept through the night in the hotel. And she's just, as long as what we're learning about this kid is as long as she, um, is with one of us and like we're present with her, she doesn't give a shit where she is. And that's been really cool. So she napped and it was just, it's good. So we're kind of figuring some things out about maybe pushing bedtime back a little bit because she went to bed pretty late every night at the hotel and slept really well. Um, not exorbitantly late, but maybe like from seven to eight or from six 30 to seven 30, some, somewhere in there. Um, so we're playing around with that and that's kind of our latest. And I know you and I are going to be recording a sleep rhythms episode soon because we've gotten a lot of follow-up questions on just like, what are we doing? So stay tuned for that. Um, and that is that it was very weird and cool, but also kind of sad that she was fine with him all day. Like I nursed her at like eight was in meetings all morning, came home with the lunch break, or he brought her to me, nursed her again. And then I was done about four each day, nursed her then. And I was expecting him to have to break. I was expecting to be nursing her through during the meetings. And she was just super content. We bought her, we went to whole foods and got like some coconut yogurt and blueberries and, um, avocado and, and then I would give her some of my like meat at lunch and she was so happy. So it's, it's a weird thing. She's, she's growing up and, uh, we're nowhere near nurse uh, weaning, but I don't want to, and neither does she. So yeah. anyways, and then another big update is I've, I now for a, like a month or so been nursing her in the carrier and that's a game changer. Um, I love it. I love being able to nurse her. Like I've been out in the middle of like the forest in Nicene marks and nurse her during a hike or nurse her while I walk the dogs and, um, I, we both love it. I think she, she'll look up at me and like coo and smile and it's just, it's sweet. So I'm just, I'm in a good place right now. I'm feeling happy and I'm um, very happy with our life and with my work. I'm feeling fulfilled and I just thought I'd share that. I mean, things aren't always wonderful, but right now I just, I feel like I'm in a good place and uh, I want to share that with you guys. So that's where that's I'm at. Amazing, Isn't yeah. it so awesome when you work for a company that's like, I don't know, it's just like life changing to work mm-hmm. for a company that really cares about their employees. I mean, I yeah. feel the same way with Arosti. I don't know if you saw, I have that, I did that strength finders test. Like our, my boss actually wanted us all to do it to kind of see basically how to support it, how to best support us, what motivates us and stuff. And one of mine was significance, <clears throat> you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, sure. Doesn't everybody want that, you know, to feel like their work is significant. And I guess to some people it's, you know, it's, it's on a range of importance, but for me, like having that feeling of like, I'm doing good work. I'm doing work on a mission. Like I'm supporting people and all that stuff is super, super important or else I just don't feel, I don't feel motivated, you know? And it's the same with the podcast. It's beauty counter. It's whatever. It's like, I have to really, really feel passionate about something. Yeah. I want to put, I feel the same way. And you seem like you're, and I work place. from home. So sometimes it's hard to where I used to teach the level one seminars. So I used to travel on the weekends and do like what Rusty's doing now. And I got to be in the thick of it with the trainers, hearing their stories. And that was like, it was huge. And now I'm grateful that my work is all from home. It's from my computer. Um, and I have a lot of time with my daughter, but it, the trip was and the meetings were just, it was nice to get back into touch with like how, what I'm doing though, it's behind a computer is really making a difference and it's improving people's health and wellness. And, um, it just like, it was, it was great. And I think we do this once or twice a year and we all get together the whole training and admin, um, teams. And I work for the level three certifications and it was just, it was cool. And it's all people that I love. And so I always love getting together with them. And, uh, they were also excited to see Evie and she was, you know, it's just, it was very awesome. So a lot of fitness going on at the Hilton and <laughs> like Getting the little hotel fitness. gym. Yeah. <laughs> I posted on my stories. I've created some highlights too. So if you want to see, like I, anytime I do a workout that I just come up with on my own, I'll post it on there. So if you guys want to see the kinds of things I'm doing from home, um, speaking of this episode or whatever I'm doing when I just don't have much time, um, that's a, another big thing. And that we can kind of segue into our episode is that I've been doing a lot of home workouts and all I have is 15 pound dumbbells, uh, and two kettlebells. I think a two pood or one, a two pood and a one pood. Um, and so I've been getting a lot, a lot of great workouts done at home. I've been doing a lot of long walks with hill repeats and just making it work and I'm loving it and I feel really good in my body and I feel strong, but like, you know, I was actually talking to Rusty about this this week when I was an endurance athlete, I was so focused on, um, being very thin because that's how it's going to be best in my sport. And that's how I felt like I had to look. And then I got into CrossFit and I'm like, I want big quads and a giant butt and I want a six pack and whatever, whatever. 
And now I'm in this place where it's like, maybe it's partly because I had the baby and I feel like my body is so empowered and so strong and everything it can do. But now I'm like, my body is my body and I don't need to morph it to look like anything else. I'm going to eat what makes me feel good. I'm going, which is right now is a little bit lower carbohydrate, really high fat. Um, I'm going to move in the way that makes it feel good. And I like, I've just never been so comfortable in my skin and I've never been so happy with my fitness. And it's because my fitness doesn't, uh, doesn't define me for the first time since I was in like junior high. And that is just, it's, it's a beautiful tool that I have to move through life with and to function and to feel good and to keep up with my kid and to love the skin I'm in. Um, because no matter what anyone says, like we all have aesthetic goals in some capacity, we want to feel good in our bodies. Uh, and so, but I've been a hell of a lot leaner and not felt as comfortable in my skin as I do now. So I think, um, that was a tangent, but I think it's important to say, and it's just been fun figuring out my rhythm. And a part of my being a working mama is finding that rhythm because my fitness is very important to me. So learning to find how that fits in has been cool. And I'm kind of in a place now where I finally kind of get it. Um, I go to the gym when I can, but if it feels like a burden or a chore, or if I don't feel like seeing people, which happens sometimes, I just train at home with my kid and I love it. So that's been fun. And I love seeing her see me. She just watches me. I've posted some videos where she's just like staring at me, working out, rolling around at my feet. And, uh, sometimes that's just all I need. So that was a tangent, but no, important, it's, I think. it's not a tangent. <laughs> and I love it's that. I, I love, okay. I love seeing those videos of you guys like kind of doing your thing together. I, I'll try not to go on a rambling tangent here, but I did want to update everyone because I, people know I've kind of, I've had a little bit more of like a rough time trying to establish a consistent rhythm to working out. And I was just talking to Tim today. I'm like, I can't find anything that is exciting me. Like that makes me feel really, really happy and doesn't feel like a chore right now. And that's kind of where I'm at. And I, um, you know, I've even, it's not that I don't like lifting weights or I don't like CrossFit, but I just, I'm in the mindset right now where I need something that's going to help me feel, feel good. Um, not necessarily like you said, to change my body or to get stronger or whatever. Like it needs to really, really, really be something for my mindset. And so I used to be a runner, ran marathon and half, half marathons. And, um, I kind of stopped doing that and I feel like running gets a stigma. And for me at that point in my life, it was to lose weight, to get skinny, to run off all the food that I was eating. But there was also something magical that happened for me when I was running, that I've never been able to recreate and that's the like meditative state I would get into and so for me when I when I run I like crank up this like just music that has like a funky beat loud like as loud as I possibly can and I go as hard and as fast as I can for as long as I can and then I'll walk and during that time like it's truly the only point in my day that I can actually turn off like thoughts that I can actually go into a, a space where it's like there's nothing coming into my brain except like how my body's feeling and you know how strong I feel and and all that good stuff so I've been revisiting running um lately and obviously trying to really keep in mind why I'm doing it and how great it feels versus like oh my gosh I'm gonna burn like 500 calories from this session um and I've been loving it so you know, there's nothing wrong with running. Um, I think the only thing most people need to keep in mind if they have had kind of a past struggle with exercise as a means to kind of punish or get smaller is just to figure out why you enjoy it and um, stay focused on that. And that's what I'm trying to do. I've never been one that hates like running in a CrossFit wad. I love it. I hate rowing and I hate biking, but running, I'll do it any day. So that's just my mindset right now and where I'm at with, with fitness and just evolving, kind of like you said, figuring out what yeah. works. And if you feel good, go for it. If it's a day where you just need a break or whatever, it's just not going to work for you, then embrace then that. Don't. So, yeah. Okay. And, and I think it's important to note that you are not, if you take a week off mm -hmm. of like going to the gym, you're not a glutton, you're not a sloth, you're not any less moral, you're not any less of a person. And I think it's important to know that we can do stuff throughout the day. Like, get up and down out of your seat, mm -hmm. uh, multiple times. That's a squat. Right. Think about how you're standing up. Think about how you're sitting down, lunge down the hallway, like pick up your kid in a proper deadlift form. And that's me getting on my high horse with CrossFit and stuff. But, um, <laughs> you don't have to spend an hour in the gym. You can actually accumulate a lot more work throughout the day. If you're just cognizant and intentional with the way you move in your, in your own body. Yeah. So that's important to note too. Yeah. And oh, one more thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're never going to get into the topic, are we? Um, I wanted to say also, like, and I want to dive into this later on in a different episode, but cycle syncing um, is something that I'm, like, super in- interested in. But I found I hadn't worked out for two weeks because, okay, TMI, but I was on my period, and I just did not feel like doing anything. I walked. That was That's all I did. TMI. Yeah. That's so, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's not TMI, but um, – <laughs> I, I walked and to me, it's just fascinating. Like I'm able to the, the point where I'm able to listen to my body and respect it. And you know, a lot's going on on your, in your period and the weeks leading up to it. And it's, it's draining. And if, if you don't feel like, it's just cool to, to learn how to respect that process. Cause we're very mm-hmm. sick. Like as women, we're cyclical, like men aren't really like that. And that's something that's very unique to us. Um, and I really want to dive more into that in the future. Perhaps a podcast. Totally. I think we're going to have a guest on. Yeah. I was just listening to Leanne from Health of Pursuit, who's coming on the podcast. Spoiler alert. She's incredible. Um, But she had a guest on who created the MyFlow app or whatever, Mm -hmm. who talked in depth about eating and moving for your cycle to Mm -hmm. support your cycle. And I just found it fascinating. And it made me excited to get my period back. It made me Mm -hmm. excited to be a woman. We have this beautiful cycle that lasts a month where men, it's like they have just a daily, it's Mm -hmm. every day, Groundhog's Day, same thing, testosterone peaks in the morning trails off by the evening where we are such like beautiful, incredible creatures. And so I will link to that one, um, in the show notes, but just, it's really, that's, I'm glad you said that because that impacts that like segueing really this time into our episode. Like (laughs) our cycles can impact how we work, how Mm -hmm. we train, how we eat our mindset. And so it's important to be in tune with that because it will help us better understand when we're going to be the most productive, when we might be a little less productive, how to organize our work so that we, utilize our body's rhythm to, um, be the most efficient. And I think that's really cool. Oh yeah, totally. And the, the app is called my flow. I use it. And the book, if you want to just read about it before we have the podcast on is woman code. Yeah. Um, and I haven't, read and I it. don't have her lined up yet. I have Leanne who, yeah. who interviewed her, but I'm going, I think we should reach out to her and try totally. and get her on too. Sure. Um, so I think what we should do now is just let's go. We have some listener questions, but let's start by just doing like a brief, like a super, super brief, which we're great at, um, <laughs> overview of like, what's a day in our life look like, uh, yeah. on a work day. Cool. You, go do you want to go first? Or should I? You I'll go, go first. first. Yeah. Okay. So this is, I have an eight month old. And so this is changing daily. She's woke up during this podcast and is now sitting by me. Hi. Um, but I will go through what our current day looks like. Um, as I mentioned, she's waking up. She was going to bed a little bit later, which means she's waking up a little bit later, which has totally changed the trajectory of my day. Because here's what happens. Rusty's alarm goes off at either five or six, depending on when he has to coach. And he's gone until at least nine, sometimes 10, um, coaching across it, across the street. <laughs> um, and so I will typically wake up when he does. Um, and But I'll lay there for a while. And she usually will wake up right about then, too for a nursing session. Um, and so I will nurse her and then put her back down. And lately she's been going back down and sleeping until eight ish. And for me, that means I have at least like, I've got two hours to, um, wash my face, brush my teeth, make my coffee and work. And it's, those are some of, those are some of my most productive hours of the day. I feel the most in tune. I feel the most energized. I get my like loaded fat loaded coffee and I just, I flow and it's awesome. Um, and so And then she'll wake up around eight and I'll, um, you know, change her and get her all ready for the day. Or sometimes I'll just get her in a diaper on a change her diaper. And then like in her room, we have this mat that I've posted photos of. Um, it's like Pillaby or something. I'll link to it, but she, or it's in my essentials, baby essentials post. And she will just play and she's the the most self-entertaining in the morning. And we're trying to work on some independent play. So she'll play for usually like at least 30 minutes, um, looking at books or, you know, hitting books. (laughs) grabbing toys. And then she'll let me know when she's ready. And, um, I was doing like a, a kind of like structured feeding time, but she's showing me now she's not that interested in food in the morning. So then I'll typically, um, depending on Rusty's schedule, I'll take the dogs, I'll put her in the carrier, take the dogs potty on a potty walk. And sometimes I'll nurse her while I do that. Um, and then he gets home from the gym and we'll, he'll get her down for a nap and I'll go to the gym about 10 if the day allows. And then it's then from there, it's just a lot of like, and then I get home from the gym and then I hammer work and then he'll usually go at noon. And I'm a lot of times I'm working while I'm with her. Um, but I, what I'm realizing now and this, the new plan of attack is that it's hard for me to work with her around, um, because I want to be giving her my attention. Um, and so now she's getting to the point where she's just rolling around on the floor next to me and is super content. But at the same time, you know, I want, I need time away and I'm most productive. So 
we're take we're gonna what I'm doing now is in the afternoons, um, usually around two. Uh, when she goes down for afternoon nap, I walk to the coffee shop and I'll stay there for like three, four hours and just, and work from there and then come home. And then we do dinner and, and, um, and then we put her down after dinner now. Huh? So that's, that's kind of like a, you know, that's obviously it varies very much day to day, but that's what a typical day looks like for us. And that's how things are working right now. If you ask me in a month, it might be different. I do after these meetings. So our CrossFit office is, um, local to me. And so I haven't been going in because I don't need to, my team's not there, but I did feel very productive working around people who work for the same company. So, and they also have a great gym there. And so my plan is once Rusty gets home, he's got a trip to Brazil at the end of February. Once he gets home from that, we're going to start probably a new routine where two days a week in the morning, as soon as he gets home from coaching, I'm going to pack up and go to the office for, um, four or so hours and get a workout in and then like three really solid hours of work. That's my plan so that, uh, I can get some time away and, uh, really be productive in those hours. And it, you know, my, I'm productive as much as I can be while she's around and when I'm home, but I also feel more productive and more focused when um, I'm alone, which obviously makes sense. And one thing I was struggling with a lot and I was mentioning this is, is feeling as though I don't want her always seeing me stare at my computer. Um, because I'm balancing my CrossFit work with my own business and my own work and my own passions. And I'm, I look at my computer a lot <laughs> and, um, what I talked to my friend, Cassie, who's local here and she's a good friend. She has a baby who's about three weeks older than Evie and she's writing a book right now. She also has a blog. She's d- doing a very similar path as the, uh, she is on a similar path to me. And she said, and I, I wrote down what she said because it really resonated with me. And she said, Evie has a strong mama that here. Evie has a strong mama that she gets to watch manage her own business, which is so positive. Um, and it just kind of made me feel like, you know what, that's right. Right now she doesn't know what I'm doing on my computer, but she's seeing me build something that I'm passionate about. Um, and when I'm with her, my goal is to be undivided. So like when I'm nursing her, I try and pay attention to her when it's book or reading time. I'm fully invested in her. And then I work too. And even when I work, I'll make sure I check in with her. But I'm building something that I love. And for her to see her mom doing that, I think is a very positive thing. Huh? Um, so that's a day in my life. That's just a little insight there. And I am curious to hear, we have different stories because I work from home. You work out of the home. So let's hear your day. Well, first I just want to say that I totally agree with that. And I don't know if you've listened. Well, I mean, you're not quite at the like toddler stage, but in the episode with Michelle, she talks about special time and it's, it's important because the truth of the, the matter is a lot of people have to work. Um, I mean, that's, and, and that even if they don't have to work, it's something that fulfills them and something that, that is necessary for them to feel their best as a parent, as a person, as a spouse. Um, and goes back to that self-love yeah. and self-care and mom guilt and, and all that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with enjoying working, whether it's at home or whether it's away from the home. <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with that. And um, the special time has been super important for us because kids, so the special time is the kids get to pick whatever activity they want to do for at least 20 minutes. And you guys are going to do that undivided. Um, no screens, nothing like that. And, you know, it seems 20 minutes, like that sounds small in the scheme of things. But for us, it's like we like bears at school for eight hours. I'm working for eight hours longer than that, actually. Um we don't get that much time together. So it's really important for us when we are together and it is not a work time that we're just totally like we're in it. Like we're present. We're showing them that, yeah, like we work, it's awesome. It's fun. Um, but we also get to, to focus on them. And I just also want to comment on your, your kind of what you were saying. I think it's really beautiful having been with you since before Evie was born but to see how you have just adjusted, because it's like you said, like things change. When she was a newborn, your workflow was different. When she wasn't mobile, your workflow was different. When you're trying to figure out sleep, it's like you were able to try something. And if it didn't work, you're able to pivot. And, you know, it's probably going to happen in the future, too, as she becomes more mobile and you can't sit her on the floor and she's going to be getting into everything. It's like you and Rusty are just so adaptive, I guess, flexible. I don't, I don't really know what the right word is, but 
I think that's huge is to, well, I appreciate that yeah. a lot. I mean, that means the world because you've seen us. And so you see it from an outside perspective. And honestly, Rusty working these seminars has been huge for me because, um, he is gone a lot on the weekends and I now set my, my, I set a vacation responder to my email for radical root stuff. And I try to be as present with her as humanly possible during the weekends. And it's been so freeing for me and to let let work go. I don't look at my computer when she's awake, period. I might answer some emails when she goes, when she takes a nap. Um, and it's incredible. And I feel, and then he gets home and I'm like so incredibly grateful for him and what he takes on when he gets home. So it's improved our relationship, me having that time where I don't look at my computer. And then when he is home on a weekend, I still don't look at my computer because I want to be present with him. And so we're just, we're figuring out this rhythm of, of balance and, you know, prioritization and compartmentalization and what comes first. And, um, it's pretty, it's pretty cool, um, learning as we go. And so you saying that means a lot that you're seeing it because I do feel like every week is a little different and we're learning, Mm -hmm. but I consistently feel like we're doing what's best for us and and making sure that what's working and that she comes first and that we come first and that our peace of mind and sanity come first. And that's something that when I first went back to work, I lost sight of, and I got overwhelmed a lot. And now I don't let things get to the point where I'm going to feel that way because I know, and I know what matters. And, um, and I mean, not that work doesn't matter, but in order to be a good worker and to build my business and my brand and to work well for CrossFit and the company that I love, I have to take care of myself Mm -hmm. and I have to take care of my baby and my husband. So, and you have to protect your time. That's something that's Mm -hmm. huge. And that's something that even like my bosses have reiterated over and over again. When I first went back to work, this is a new role. They were, I was answering emails at like 10 and I was like working after work to try and make it all fit in. And they were like, look, Nothing that you're responding to right now is an emergency in the true sense of an emergency. Like, it may seem important, but it's not an emergency. So it took me a while to be like, you're right. Like, this is going to be there tomorrow. It's going it's, mm-hmm. to, it's just going to be constant. So you just have to figure out a way to balance it, I guess, is mm-hmm. the, the whole thing. But yeah. My boss also works from home and she has two kids. And we've come to this place where it's like, we have emails communication and we have Slack, which is a little bit more urgent. And then if it's like, but we also understand that neither of those is an emergency. Mm-hmm. And so if it's an emergency, we text. Right. And, uh, that's never happened. Yeah. <laughs> so totally. work is very rarely an emergency situation. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, um, my day, like Laura said, is a little bit different because I do quote unquote work outside of the home. Um, I work for Rosti. Both of our kids are in um, daycare and or school. So Bear goes to a Montessori school. He works or he's there from like eight to three every day. And also my husband works from home. So that changes things a little bit too. Um, We're able to balance that out in terms of like picking up and dropping off the kids. So that, that is huge. Um, but our day, just to kind of give you a glimpse into our life starts usually with, um, we don't set an alarm, um, but because our kids are like clockwork. So Camille will usually wake us up around six 30, between six 30 and seven. Um, we will, Tim will get up, get a bottle for her. And then I'll just kind of lay in bed with her and she'll drink her bottle. And it's like my favorite time of the day. So we get to snuggle a little bit and spend some time with her. Bear will get, we'll wake up at that time too. Um, and usually come in and snuggle with us. It's like, it's the best way to start my day, honestly. Um, so we'll snuggle a little bit. He can dress himself now, which is huge. And he prefers to dress himself. If I try to give any sort of like feedback on what he's wearing, it's, 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 He's just like, whatever. Um, so he can dress himself. That is huge. Um, while he's getting dressed, and usually it's like, okay, bud, like, let's get a move on because he's easily distracted. Um, I will get Camille ready. And in the meantime, Tim, he is like my godsend. He makes breakfast. And these are like nitty gritty details, but this is like legit how we make it work. So Tim's making breakfast. I'm getting the kids ready. Then as soon as I get them ready, I get ready. And we eat usually at, we have a little table in the kitchen where the kids can eat and I'll usually get down on the floor and eat with them. So we eat breakfast together. Um, and then Tim makes, makes me coffee. Like seriously, he's the best. He makes my coffee and we get everything ready, lunch boxes, backpacks, diaper bags, and we get out the door usually by eight. So it's kind of a mad dash, but that's the way we do it. Tim usually takes Bear to school and I'll usually take Camille to daycare because of just the general directions that we're going, it works that way. So, um, <clears throat> 
that's kind of our morning routine. And during the day, I get, I'm lucky in that I get to really put my undivided attention towards work. And so while I'm at work, I'm at work. I, for those of you who don't know, my job consists of driving around a lot. So I'm, I don't have a like physical office that I go to. Um, so I get to drive around a lot. I get to really like partition my day to maximize, um, like what's the word I'm like about productivity. And again, I'm really, really lucky that my bosses are so supportive. They recognize the importance of family time. They recognize the importance of exercise and working that into my day. So I'll usually try to exercise um, during lunch. So I'll exercise during That's when I do like anything that needs to be done that's not like work related is during lunch. Um, sometimes we'll record most of our podcasts during lunch, um, things like that. So the trick for me, and I'm still struggling with it, is trying to really stay compartmentalized and not let my mind wander. Like when I'm at work, I'm focused on Arasti. I'm focused on what I need to be doing there. Um, and then when I'm at home, I'm able to work and do things like the podcast and you know Beauty Counter and the blog. Um, because for me, what I found is when I try and like take care of everything all at once throughout the day, like nothing gets accomplished and I just feel scattered. So just a quick tip. That's what I found in my experience. Getting home, I usually pick up Camille around five. Um, Tim usually picks up Bear around three because he can bring him home and continue to work on the computer um, while Bear is distracted with toys or maybe they'll have some special time right when they get home so that Tim can then finish his work. Um, we get home, whoever's home first starts to do the evening stuff. So pack lunches, get dinner ready, straighten up the house. Um, it's just an unspoken, well, it's not an unspoken rule. We've decided this in advance and it just gets done. So another thing, another big thing about communication being key, um, between the partnership to make it all work, um, we'll usually have dinner around between six and six thirty. bath around seven, bedtime between seven thirty and eight, that's books and everything. And the kids are usually down about eight, eight fifteen. And then we have time together either to watch TV, to do nothing, or to work on the blog or beauty counter or whatever it is that we're pursuing individually or together. And so that's kind of, that's my day in a nutshell. That was a little bit longer. Great. <laughs> well, you're, I mean, yours is just more because you work out of the home. It's mm -hmm. a little bit probably more structured than us. Like yeah. we have some rhythm, um, but every day is different. Yeah. I just know that it's, it's a godsend having Rusty at home and mm -hmm. our situation allows for a, more flexibility than you. And that's, you know, and each of our situations has unique struggles as well. So, And, and I do want to say it hasn't always been like this. Both of us used to work for a Rusty in a different role where we were very much at the mercy of someone else's schedule. So we were in the clinic at 7.30 and we left at 5.30. And then we'd have to go mm. pick up our kids and then we'd have to squeeze dinner in. And then we had even less time. And we got to the point, and I would encourage anyone who's if – you, if you can imagine yourself doing anything else – to pursue it, pursue something that provides you with flexibility. I mean, Tim completely left the like kinesiology sports, you know, uh, nutrition, fitness world. And in his own time at night, he took a class for like six months. It cost us a couple thousand dollars. And now he's a UX designer. And that was important to him because he wanted flexibility and he wanted to increase his pay. He didn't want to go back to school. So he did a shit ton of research to figure out what worked, what he could do that would provide this for our family. And he pursued the heck out of it. And I cannot give that guy enough credit because it has literally changed our lives, him being in that role. And it, and it is truly what allows us to do, to have the kind of rhythm and structure that we have. So that's awesome. I love it. And you know, Rusty too, like he, for a long time, he wanted to, um, he worked, uh, in like corporate job for across the gym and did international, um, work for them, traveled a ton, thought that's what he wanted, wasn't happy. And then, um, he pursued fire for a while and then realized like he's put so many years into his gift, um, as a trainer that why not continue to pursue that? So this gig for him as uh, on the CrossFit kids staff allows him to really do something. He's so passionate for like passionate about work with people that he loves 
and um, really just like fulfill his, his, uh, I don't know, his destiny, but then still be home with us during yeah. the week. And so it's, it's just incredible. It's going to allow us to travel around the country because we'll go with him. Sometimes we're going to Portland next week for, for this job. So it's fun and I'm so grateful. So my, I guess a big thing uh, in talking about being a modern working mama is finding work that it might be scary to make changes or whatever, but, um, finding work that, makes it working worth it. I can't express that enough. And I know that's not everyone's situation to be able to do that the way that we have necessarily, but it's super important to, if I could, I can only imagine how difficult this would be to work um, and not, and spend time away from my kid if I didn't love what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So that's a thought there. Yeah. And if you don't know my background, I was an athletic trainer before I worked for Rosti and I, this was something I went to school for six years for. I spent tons of money to get this degree. And when I was single and when I didn't have a family, you know, working 60 or 80 hours a week and traveling every weekend, it was super fun. It was awesome. But I realized when I was pregnant, like this isn't going to work. And so I left something that I really, really loved, um, to take a chance on something different. And it ended up being the best thing for me. And I still, you know, it's just like what you're saying. Like if you have the means to do it or if an opportunity comes up and it seems scary, but you know, it's going to change your life. It's worth it. <laughs> you know, yeah, I feel like there's, there's more regret. And if you have a job, they might even take if Like, let's say you're the risk you take doesn't pan out. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes a job will take you back Yeah, <laughs> or you can find something in that field, a different company. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just find it, I used to be a high school teacher and I, it's something that I loved, but then I had this opportunity with CrossFit and, and I took it because, um, you know, it's just, it, when would I get that opportunity again? I wouldn't where I could teach any time. I could always go back to teaching. Yeah, so totally. that's my thoughts there. And it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made. So, um, let's jump, you want to jump into some questions? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So we have some, and we'll kind of do these rapid fire, um, the first one, my husband and I own a CrossFit gym in Tampa. I feel lucky to make my own hours and bring my babe with me to work. One thing I want to work on is trying to focus on one task at a time. We mama, I'm right there with you. Um, <laughs> versus trying to multitask, working on my laptop, making sure the baby's okay and interacting with gym members. I feel distracted all the time. Any tips? This was me a month ago. Like I felt like I was a, a freaking dog with squirrels running everywhere. I couldn't focus. Um, I'll say this is relatively related, I guess, cutting sugar out of my diet and increasing my fat substantially has made my focus better. And I know that's unique to me potentially, but I, my workflow has gotten, my my ability to take on stress has increased exponentially since I've added fat to my diet. So I'm going to say that, like, especially if you're a mama and you're breastfeeding and you are working and you're, you're being pulled in so many directions, just like a quick caveat is just make sure you're nourishing yourself because everything feels easier. If your body and hormones are being fueled appropriately. Um, I think about the, like trying to take on everything that we do and then also like dieting or trying to get our body back and adding that headspace stressor on. Um, so that just kind of came to me all of a sudden I wasn't planning on talking about that, but I just think it's so important that you're fueling yourself well in order to, be able to do the things. Um, and then my next advice there would be just to kind of like you said earlier, like there's no emergencies. Mm -hmm. So compartmentalizing and prioritizing. Um, if you're interacting with a member who that is the person who's bringing in income for you, right. They need to have your undivided attention Mm -hmm. for, but then, you know, give them eye contact, full attention, give them you Mm -hmm. for five minutes, 10 minutes. And then say, it's been so good to see you. I have to get back to this and then go back and give those emails or whatever it is, undivided attention. I talked about this with my therapist a couple of weeks ago and I was feeling overwhelmed by all the emails and trying to do everything at once. And she's like, do not open an email unless you have time to answer it. Mm-hmm. And that for me was a game changer because I would like open a bunch just to, okay, what do I have in store for the day? And now instead I don't open it unless I have five to 10 minutes to answer that specific email. And for me, that's really, really helped with not feeling like, because the second you read an email, you have it on your brain, mm-hmm. but if you, and then, and then you don't answer it and then it's still on your brain. But if you open the email and you answer the email, you can be done with it. 
so that's been huge for me. Um, and then kid time, like you said, I give her undivided attention when it's time to do so, except for right now when I'm trying to nurse her and record this podcast. <laughs> Uh, today's just a little bit interesting. So you're, yeah. you're flexible. You're pivoting. You're like, you, I'm pivoting. Yeah. You're pivoting. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I'm doing this because Rusty needs gym time. He's at the gym. Mm-hmm. We want to have the afternoon away and, um, distraction free. So I'm multitasking so he can get a workout in cause he's been traveling so that we can have just family time later today. And so for me, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't the use. So that's yeah, that. Totally. Anyways, what are your thoughts on that question? Um, my thoughts on that question are kind of what I had mentioned before. When you are doing something, be present in that and kind of focus your attention on that. But for me, what I do, and this is something that has developed over the last year being in this role, I start every morning with kind of like a, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. I block it on my schedule and I sit down in front of my computer and I figure out what I'm going to do that day. And I kind of make a, a loose structure. Like I'm going to sit down, I'm going to answer emails right now. I'm going to do it for 30 minutes. And once 30 minutes is over, like that's, that's it. I'm going to move on to the next task or I'm going to make some phone calls. I'm going to return phone calls that I've gotten from the week that I haven't been able to respond to. Um, and then I'll say, okay, I'm now I'm going to the rest of the day from here to here, I'm going to stop at these places because that's part of my job. Um, and then at the end of the day, I also close with administrative stuff. So it sounds like she's kind of juggling administrative, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And so I set aside those specific times because I'll get caught down a rabbit hole of emails and online stuff if I don't set some hard limits on that. So I start and end my day with that. And in the meantime, like the middle of the day, I'm focused on the tasks that I need to get done that aren't administrative. Um, that's me. And then I also have a rule, you know, things pop up during the day where it's like, okay, I need to kind of respond to that. Um, if anything pops up and I can do it in less than a minute, like I'll do it then if it's going to take me longer than a minute. And I forget where I heard this from. Tim might've told me something like that. If it's going to take me longer than a minute to do, I push it to the end of the day. Um, that's just my generic, my general rule of thumb. Um, and so I think, that's just basically how I've been tackling. It's not perfect, but that's that's what kind of gets me keeping me through um, without losing my mind. <laughs> if that makes sense. And I also limiting social media time during the day mm-hmm. um, is huge because like that is an insane time suck. And so such a time suck. Such a time suck. And it just I have to really like hard hard limit. And mm-hmm. that's that's another thing. So I don't know if yeah. that's a problem for this this listener, but. I know it's probably pretty, a big problem. Pretty common. Yeah, pretty common for most people. You can just find yourself on there, like taking it in for hours. And so I don't anymore. During the day, I put content out and I might answer some direct messages if they're short, Mm -hmm. but um, I save that for evenings. Mm -hmm. But then I also um, make sure that the evenings I have time for just husband, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's about, it's a balance. And I also know that like, I'm not going to work past 5 p.m. Mm Mm-hmm. Period. So I know I look to five and that's time with my family or time to be social or time for whatever. Some days it gets to be earlier. Sometimes it's not. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that one, I think. And then I think you kind of answered the next one too, because she talked about like, how do you, um, the next question says, how do you guys keep track of all of your tasks? Do you use chore charts, journals, or any digital tools to help keep you organized? I am a, I keep a, piece of paper by my computer that is covered in chicken scratch to do. And I cross them out. I don't use fancy colors. I don't care what it looks like, but I sure do like crossing stuff off. And I rewrite the list then for um, every uh, night for the next day. Um, and so all the things that I've crossed off are now off of it. I add new things if necessary. And that's been a new practice for me. I didn't do that. And um, it has totally freed headspace for me because now I know if it's on the list, I don't have to think about it again until I do it. So that's been huge. So I just chicken scratch lists, nothing fancy. That's, that's what works for me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I have to have a list. And for work, I use um, a calendar. We have Outlook. And so that's what I go by. Um, That's how I organize my day. I create a to-do list meeting like in my calendar. And basically that outlines what every little task that I need to get done for that day. If I don't write it down, I'm not going to remember it. Um, and so that's the way my work day is organized for my personal stuff. I create a note in, on my phone and it's basically like 
like for instance, you know, uh, edit the podcast or post a blog or remember even like silly, like post on Instagram. I have to remind myself, um, you know, from the day or whatever. So like that's, there's a personal notepad and then there's my work stuff and that's how I keep it organized. Um, I don't, I do like to do chicken scratch, but I have a tendency to make like 5 million like notes and then they disappear and whatever. So I've started using the phone, but I have to have a notepad. It's just like you said, it frees up. If it comes into my mind, I write it down and then I can move on. Um, otherwise I'll be like, I got to remember to do that. I got to remember to do that like the whole day. Yeah. Um, well, you're all over the place yeah. where I work. I work standing at my kitchen counter. That's my office. So I have my notepad is always in the same corner of my kitchen counter. And, um, I'm very simple. I have a single pen right now. It's my primal kitchen pen, uh, a notepad and my computer. I don't like a lot of stuff around. I have a journal, like a journal and that's where I write ideas. So if I have an idea for a post or, um, or a program I want to run or a workshop, that's where I write that stuff. But like just to do shit, sorry, stuff goes on this, this piece of notepad next to me. And, um, I just like to keep it simple. So yeah. I can imagine though it being making sense to have it. I just try and look at my phone the least amount possible. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I want my list to be on a piece of paper. If I pick up my phone to look at a list, I'll end up opening some other app. Right. So I try not to, and I bought a new case and it's, it's win-win because it's an EMF blocking case, but it also covers my phone. Mm-hmm. So anytime it lights up or anything happens, I don't see it. So the mm-hmm. only time, if I want to look at my phone, I have to open the case. Um, I also feel better cause I don't have EMF constantly next to my kid. Um, and so I'll link to that in the show notes too, but that say. actually, that was a bonus that I didn't expect. Um, and I love that I can't always see the screen. Mm-hmm. I have to open the phone. And so I'm on my phone so much less than I used to be. Totally linked um, to that. And very I, intentional. Yeah. About that. opening it. So I will, nice. I will say, um, while I'm thinking of it, um, my husband, Tim, and I try this a little bit too, but I'm just like. I'm not consistent with it, but bullet journaling, journaling is really popular. Um, and he, that's the way he kind of organizes his life. And basically like you, it, if you go to like, I think it's bulletjournal.com, we'll link to it, to it in the show notes. Um, it tells you how to do it. And basically you can organize your life by like large chunks, daily chunks, immediate tasks. And it tells you how to like carry things over, um, that don't get accomplished. And if you're looking for like a system, apparently, and I've done it for a short period of time, it can be really, really, really effective for people that like to adhere to some sort of system. So you might, you know, check that out for this particular listener. Sweet. We have, we're we're not going to answer all of them, but, um, this question kind of got asked twice. So I'm going to make sure we hit it. We probably have time for one or two more. Um, what are your non-negotiables when it comes to work-life balance? There seems to be a never-ending list of things to do to take care of everyone. We're expecting our first baby this summer, and I'd love to hear about some. I could start getting more efficient with my, some ways to start getting more efficient with my time. And then she says, "Love the podcast, by the way," which is so sweet. So we have a few other ones that are asked the same question. So, what are your thoughts on that? Um, my non-negotiables right now are my work. Um, when I'm at work, my work needs to get done because that's how I support my family. And that's how we're able to live the life that we want, um, to create food, um, like nourishment. So I, I do spend a good chunk of our budget and our time in making sure that we have food that nourishes us. Um, my kids. So that's huge. Um, and my spouse, those are my non-negotiables. Everything else is like extra. And I, I don't know if that answers her question, but anything having to do with those things are mm-hmm. where I focus most of my time. And then when I have extra time, it's, you know, for me, and I know a non-negotiable for you is exercise, but like for me right now in the mindset that I'm at, like exercise, I can take it or leave it, or I can, you know, take a break from it and come back to it with not, without feeling like, Oh my God, I need to exercise. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Totally. For me, um, I'll add, so work, obviously, um, those, that's just something that we have to do, but it, so I guess everything else would be the balance, right? Work is on one side of the scale. And then the other side is how do we balance that out? And for me, it's, um, evenings with my family without a doubt. Um, I have to get outside every day without a doubt. And so for me, if it's like exercise or outside time, I'm going to pick exercising outside. Mm -hmm. So I have to, and that's why I need sun. That's what I've learned living in Washington. So I'm getting outside. And of course we have rainy days here, but you know what I mean? Like if the weather's nice, I will be outside. Even if it means I don't go to the gym. So being outside, 
what did I say? So evenings with my family, being outside, um, I, I'm going to nurse for a long time and partly because that is mandated quality time with my baby <laughs> that I love. I, I, I'll tell you guys, um, I said in a previous episode, we stopped using the shield and nursing has gotten even better for me. I really enjoy it. Um, she, I nurse on demand, but it's not like she's not needy with nursing. Oftentimes I'm like, it's probably time. So I really, I love that time. And for me, that creates a lot of balance in my life and quality time with my kid. Um, and yeah, also food. So I, I'm not the type that's going to make like a hodgepodge meal or grab like a bar and have that be my lunch every single day. I take time and I make myself a delicious meal and I sit, (laughs) she's excited about that. I sit and I eat it and I enjoy it. And now I share with Evie. So now lunchtime has become, I make myself something I'm going to savor every bite and I hold her and we eat together. And I love that. So, um, hopefully that answers your question. I, I, and I, everyone's going to be a little bit different. So yes, I have to move every day. I have to eat nourishing food every day and I need quality time with my baby and my husband. And I, I think I said, get outside is included in the movement piece. So those are my non-negotiables and those are the things that balance out my work. Um, so I was just going to add one thing too. I kind of, I think I kind of skipped over this because I just, it's naturally built into my day. But for me, I need, uh, as an introvert, I need time in like silence. Um, and that is non-negotiable for me. But the good thing about my job is that I am alone in my car a lot. And so I can like literally be alone all day. I mean, with sporadic like interactions with people because that's part of my job too. But um, if I don't get that, I'm like, oh, super on edge. I will just like be snappy. I'll tell Tim like, I just don't, I don't want to be touched. Like I need to like, just whatever. Um, And so that is important for me. If you're someone that kind of needs that too, I would just really recommend creating some space in your day. Even if it's just like 10 minutes where you're sitting in your car before you go inside and like, you know, resetting yourself so that you can kind of be social and emotional and supportive to your family. Um, that's huge for me. That's a non-negotiable. Yeah. I can't believe that reminds me. I can't believe I forgot my, like a huge part of my morning routine is, and it's become so ingrained that I almost don't think of it as like something to say, Mm -hmm. but every single morning when she, after I nurse her and she goes back down, I wake up, I spend, I lay on my back and I focus on my breath. I put my hands on my belly and do big belly breaths, at least like 10 to 20. I get out of bed and I do a whole like flow and, um, someday I'll record it maybe, but it's kind of intimate to me where I do movement, some of the functional progressions, um, some, some stretches, a little bit of like, it's almost like a yoga flow that I've just made my own. Um, and I really, really love that. And so, and then I don't, I don't look at a screen or we don't bring phones in the room. So I don't look at a screen before I've done that. Um, she's like, (laughs) so I don't look at a screen before I do that. It's my meditative time. Um, and then, and I did that before I brush my teeth or anything. I literally just roll out of bed and it's really helped my body feel good too, because I go through every range of motion. The flow includes squats and hip um, stretching and upper back stretching and neck movements and shoulder movements. And I basically move every joint of my body through full range of motion. And that's like my, that's how I start every day with a mindfulness practice. For me, my mindfulness practice includes moving. You don't need to be sitting and doing like an ohm. And for you, it's just having you time. So mindfulness practice is such an important part of work-life balance and of just life in general and like nourishing your soul. So whatever that looks like for you, um, it's, you know, it doesn't need to look like the way that ours looks, but it's incredibly important. And that starts my day off to such a good place. And so it's something I do when I travel too. Like I set up a, a, one of the towels on the floor of the hotel room and I'll do my flow. So no matter where I am, um, I have that constant. And so, um, that's something that I really love. And I know we're running, we're running behind, but it is what it is. Um, wanted to mention one other thing that I've started doing, um, kind of like what you're saying. And again, I don't ha- necessarily have the need to move like Laura does, but one thing I do have to work on is like my self-talk and being mindful around that. And so I think I learned this from Generation Mindful. But before I come in and put on my like mom face, so I'm transitioning from work to now home and, you know, having a different mindset is I have to tell myself and repeat it several times. Like I am a loving parent. Like I am an understanding parent. I am calm. I am 
Like I literally repeat this several times to just get my energy in a different place because that's part of it. It's like transitioning, like you're transitioning roles. And if you haven't taken the time to really like honor that transition, it can be really hard because I was going through a, a hard time where I was just anxious and stressed and snappy and not patient. And I have just got to the point where I have to tell myself, this is who I am. I am patient. I am kind. I'm loving. My kids are amazing. My spouse is doing awesome. And we're going to rock this like two to three hours before bedtime. And it's going to be awesome. It doesn't always. That, yeah. That to me sounds like a gratitude practice. Yeah, it is. Like you're grateful for your is. own skills, your abilities as a mom, your family, like you're rocking it. And all that is so you have so much to be grateful for. I love that you said that. I think that's huge is practicing gratitude every single day um, really helps with making work seem it's flipping the script. We talk about that all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I'm grateful for the job that I have. I work mm -hmm. from home. I'm helping people. Um, mm -hmm. we have a home, like we, you know, we have freedom. Yeah. We have time together during the day when I need to go to the chiropractor, I can go in the middle of the day and not have to worry when I, you know, and so it's all about being grateful. And I, I think that this is actually a really good question to end on the other. We have a couple about like childcare and I think we're going to do an episode specifically devoted so like early education and childcare. Um, so stay tuned for that one. And then the other questions is just a lot of the same and things that I think we've touched on. I think we did a pretty good job. Go us on addressing yeah. most of the questions and concerns. And, um, hopefully you guys can take something from this. Again, this is just our experiences. These are our experiences. These are our experiences. So, um, take what works for you, leave what doesn't. And yeah, that's our thoughts. What, anything you want to add? Yeah. And I'll just say, I mean, if, if obviously Laura and I have different situations, but if anything resonates with you, like you're a work outside the home mama or whatever, um, uh, reach out to me. I'm, I'm happy to like dive more in depth to it. I love connecting with like listeners and I'm happy to share more if we didn't, if I didn't answer something specifically that you're struggling with, or if you heard something that I was talking about that like resonated with you, um, definitely, you know, reach out. But the, the thing is, it's just constantly evolving, kind of like Laura mm -hmm. has said. And if you followed her story, you just have to, it's also individual and mm -hmm. you just have to be willing to get rid of the things that aren't working and embrace the things that are. And, you know, if a later bedtime is what works for you and your family and allows you to be more productive or have more quality time, then embrace it and don't feel guilt about it because it's like, you should put your bed down, your kid down at 7 p.m. or whatever. And if that doesn't work for your family, it doesn't work for your family. Exactly. As long as, exactly. As and long I talked about this. I kind of went yeah. on a tangent at the beginning of my solo baby led weaning or what we're feeding Evie post or episode, which you which aired two weeks ago um, by the time this one airs. And I think what's most important is that you feel empowered as a parent. Like you are so capable of working and being a wonderful parent. And, um, I think oftentimes we want someone to tell us how to do things right. And I don't think that exists. I think no one is going to be able to tell you better what feels right than, you know, deep down. So it's a matter of just kind of like taking time quiet every day, maybe practicing some mindfulness and figuring out like what, what feels right and how, how are you, how's this going to work best for you and your family? And it isn't going to happen overnight. <laughs> it's going to take time, but um, first and foremost is trusting your own gut and then seeking out inspiration potentially or ideas from other people. But mm -hmm. most importantly is doing what works best for you and your individual circumstance and Absolutely. just feeling empowered in that and trusting that and knowing that you are so capable of creating a rhythm that works best for you. Mm -hmm. Trust your gut, trust your intuition. I feel like we just have gotten away from that and I'm guilty of it too. But, and we haven't even touched on the incredible, the incredibleness of, of mamas that aren't necessarily working outside the home or working inside the home that mamas are like, who are home with their kids day in and day out. That is um, work. That is, I just hate when there's this like distinction and some people make it seem like it's harder or not as hard, like no matter what it is, it's like, everyone's, everyone's working. <laughs> like no matter what you're doing, it's work. Life is work creating meaning, meaningful connections with your children and your family is work and it's all valuable and it's all individual and everyone's just rocking it. I just want to give a shout out to, 
to all the mamas. <laughs> all right. Well, that'll right. do it for this week. <laughs> Um, you guys can find us, you can email us at modern mamas podcast at gmail.com. But honestly, um, I would recommend joining our Facebook tribe because we are just two people and we can't, um, answer everything all the time. And, you know, so use that resource and, um, I'll let you take it from here with our Instagram handles. Yeah. So you can find us on Instagram where we're most active at laura.radicalroots and just.holdthespace. Again, we love connecting with you guys. Um, the Facebook tribe, the Modern Mamas tribe, you just request to join. We do a little vetting and then we'll accept you and you can have access to so many different mamas in different walks of life with different perspectives. And then also you can email us with specific questions at modernmamaspodcast at gmail.com. Um, we love hearing feedback. Um, just anything, anything you want to connect with us more, more personally, the email is usually a good, good route to go. So yeah. Loved, loved uh, getting to see your face today. Yeah, always. And uh, <laughs> thanks, guys, for hanging with us with Evie in the background. She just wanted to be a part of this episode really badly. So <laughs> she's the best. She's our, our of, third, you know, working from home. So <laughs> this is a prime example. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Love you, friend. Love and you. Uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, Jess here. Just wanted to give you the heads up on a great deal that we don't want you to miss out on. Laura and I have recently teamed up with our friends at ButcherBox to bring you an amazing offer on premium grass-fed, hormone, and antibiotic-free meats delivered right to your door. We've absolutely been loving the opportunity to put together our own custom boxes of the highest quality beef, pork, and chicken. And we definitely don't want you guys to miss out on the chance to try it too. Right now, if you visit butcherbox.com forward slash modern mamas, you get the chance to get $10 off of your first box, plus two free 10-ounce grass-fed ribeyes. You definitely don't want to miss out on this deal, friends, so get on it.